I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Here at Tatton, we're borrowing all the pine trees around us to make us feel like we're not in leafy Cheshire, we're somewhere in the hills and mountains of Japan. I think it's been fundamental. It certainly gave me that first built garden. The tunnels and the nurseries humming with bees when they're all in flower, I mean, that's a wonderful sight. Competition definitely helped my career and it opened up a lot of doors to new, exciting things. Today is a very special day for us at the RHS as we celebrate Tatton Park at home. As with Chelsea this year, we're taking one of our major flower shows online and displaying the very best it has to offer. On the RHS website, you can currently access a specially curated collection of gardening information. There's advice from show nurseries, interviews with some aspiring young designers and shovel loads of horticultural inspiration. So, let's get on with it! I'm Catherine Potts-Cedes and welcome to Gardening with the RHS. As Head of Shows Development, I love working on and visiting Tatton Park. It's a truly stunning setting in the heart of the Cheshire countryside, an easy journey from Manchester city centre and the perfect escape to explore gardening and plants on a summer's day. The show always has a real atmosphere of celebration. We have amazing floristry workshops in our flower school. The plant hub is brimming with expertise from specialist plant societies, a huge floral marquee to buy those wonderful plants and not to mention the innovative gardens, including back-to-backs for small spaces and the wonderful young designer competition celebrating up-and-coming talent. The show is usually set in the historic grounds of Tatton House, which is one of Britain's most complete historic estates. In the 1800s, its owners, the Edgerton family, were well known for hosting lavish parties. And from its history to the future, the RHS Young Designer Competition has been a staple of the flower show at Tatton Park for over a decade, providing many upcoming designers their first chance to showcase their skills on a big stage. In this year's virtual show, we talked to some of those who have used the competition as a springboard to launch themselves into some really exciting projects. Hi, I'm Will Williams and I won the Young Designer of the Year competition in 2018. Hi, it's Kate Savile here and I'm in Bristol and I'd like to talk to you about when I entered into the Young Designer of the Year competition. If you're out there thinking about becoming a designer, or looking for the next goal in your horticultural career, 
The Young Designer Competition is a massive milestone and something that you should definitely consider entering. I think it's been fundamental. It certainly gave me that first built garden. You know, you planted a client's garden and you often have to wait a couple of years before your designs come to fruition. So to do a show garden and showcase your design skills in that kind of short-term basis of a show garden setting, it was fantastic. Competition definitely helped my career and it opened up a lot of doors to new exciting things such as winning commissions for beautiful projects and being sponsored in future shows. Just do it, just go for it. It's such a fantastic experience and the people that you meet and the kind of camaraderie of being at the show is so wonderful for your first experience of creating a show garden. Every year, the Young Designer Competition showcases some really innovative and inspiring designs. It's always a highlight for me and so great to see the next generation setting out on their career in gardening. I was really impressed by Charlie Hartigan's garden last year. Charlie won the People's Choice Award, voted by the public during the show week. This award demonstrates a garden that people have really connected to deeply. Charlie's important garden raised awareness of a condition that's affected her directly. The theme for the overall competition was feel-good gardens. That was the category we were given, was feel-good gardens. And I was thinking about what I could do to design a garden that made someone feel good. So I started to look down the route to sort of like healthy eating or sensory gardens for dementia patients, teaching gardens for primary school children, that kind of thing. And I was in my nursery because my family had a tree nursery. I was in my tree nursery, I think it was a weekend, and it was really hot. And I was hiding under the shade of the trees, watering, and I just had this overwhelming sensation of relaxation and calm. And I thought if I could create this as a show garden... This is essentially what I'm trying to communicate. This is an environment that makes me feel good. So the garden that I ended up building was called One in Ten. And that reflects the statistic that approximately one in ten women across the world, not just in the UK, suffer from a condition called endometriosis. It takes on average seven and a half years from the onset of symptoms to get a diagnosis. And because this is a condition that primarily affects people born female of a reproductive age, you're talking about children that are sitting their GCSEs or A-levels, women that are trying to put themselves through university or the start of their career, maybe they're even looking to start a family. That's when these symptoms are starting to show, but it's taking seven and a half years to get diagnosed. So you've got people going through really important phases of their life, currently without much in the way of support. So the garden was built around my experience of endometriosis as a sort of safe haven for this fictitious client who suffers from the condition. The symptoms are sometimes irregular, but usually particularly painful periods and pain in ovulation that leads to severe tiredness and depression. So a couple of the design features that were both practical and meaningful were things like I had two halves to the garden. So I had a sun-baked terrace. It was a sunken terrace. It had a 
a large sofa on that I'd hired in, a garden sofa, that was enough to seat six people, but enough to lie down on if you wanted to be on your own. And it was in full sun and it was surrounded by fragrant perennial plants. So we had a bit of a pollinator theme going on as well, but very much that sort of sensory textures and smells. And then the other half of the garden was hidden behind a woodland screen. So I had a multi-stem birch tree and a cornice and a smoke bush that had been pruned into shrub shapes. And then I had a natural wood screen. And behind this natural wood screen in the shade, in the cool environment that had very muted planting, was an outdoor working bath. And that was a real draw to the garden. And it was actually, even though it was hidden away in a corner, so to speak, it was actually my feature point to the garden. So the bath was not a water feature, which some people thought it was. It was an alternative to a hot tub. And it had a view out across the fictitious wider landscape that this imaginary garden was set in. So I was combining sort of various features about living in a house you could have out in your garden. So you've got space to lie down, you've got hot environments, cool environments, you've got space for water-based heat therapy, which is the bath. And also to access these spaces, they were connected by smooth paving, which was porcelain, which means you can walk on it barefoot and not be worried about slipping. Because I find personally that when you're experiencing severe abdominal pain, you can't get up and down stairs easily. So to have that feeling of enclosure, to create that sunken space, you went down a slope and then came up and out the other slope. I think I was hoping that I would gain an understanding of what it was like to actually run a show garden build. I'd done the floral marquee builds, but with Tatton it was a completely different ball game. I've stayed away from home for the shows before because we've done things like Hampton Court and Chelsea. Tatton was slightly further for us and we were having to build over the course of three weeks. So having the RHS there supporting the young designers because they do support you, I think, a bit more than with your average show garden build was a fantastic safety net. The team at Tatton were fabulous. They were really understanding that we didn't actually know what we were doing in terms of building a show garden. It's a completely different ball game to building a client's garden you have to do everything to a really strict time frame you're running 12 hour days and you're having to really problem solve and make decisions on the hoof because things happen we had terrible weather during our build literally a tornado went through the valley a couple of days after we finished building so we were up against it in terms of the weather but it was a fabulous experience and it was everything i wanted it to be and more I would say if you were interested in moving into the world of gardening or garden design or landscape architecture, the first place to start would be going to something like one of your local RHS shows. Obviously at the moment this is quite difficult but you can have a look at them online. Start talking to other designers, start talking to specialist plant nurseries, build your plant knowledge. And then if you're really interested in pursuing a specific path, like going down the route of practical horticulture or going down the route of garden design or landscape architecture, you may even decide to move sideways and go into something like an environmental field, like ecology. I would then go and find somewhere where you can become properly qualified because at the end of the day, anyone can wake up one morning and decide to call themselves a gardener or a garden designer. But you have a responsibility to yourself and to your clients to be properly qualified. 
So I wouldn't just launch into this career. I would make sure that I looked up reputable courses that were accredited by your relevant body. So for example, with me, it would be the Landscape Institute. And then go and invest in yourself, invest in your education and your knowledge, because that will be with you for life. You don't have to make it up as you're going along and you get the satisfaction of having achieved something as well. Some really great tips from Charlie there that I hope are useful if you're a budding landscape designer. The whole team behind Tatton Park at Home are really keen to showcase how exciting a career in horticulture can be. And we hope to inspire young gardeners, horticulturalists and designers through the show online. So how would you start if you wanted to get a career in the industry? English Country Gardeners puts candidates in touch with potential employers. I thought it would be fantastic to hear from one of their recruitment consultants. What are they looking for when searching for new gardening talent? My name is Ruth Bolam. I am the Operations and Commercial Director for English Country Gardeners. A lot of our clients will want candidates that have experience working on a private estate. It's a sense of reassurance, a sense of if they've worked there, then they're going to know how to operate, how to communicate on my estate. You know, it's all about trust. That said, though, um, you can't underestimate the value that good qualifications will bring to a client. But also the other important thing is personality. It's about are you going to fit in, you know, in terms of we're going to build that relationship, you know, am I going to be able to work with you? You know, it's all of these things that bring the best candidate. You've looked into your qualifications, perhaps you've made the application to do a qualification. The other thing alongside uh, qualifications that I haven't mentioned are tickets for machinery, for spraying. These are all things that are really important now to be able to work safely and carefully on uh, a private estate or even in the commercial world if you were gardening that way as well. So anything like that that you can do that shows that you got the initiative, that you've actually got the ability to be able to carry out you know whether it be spraying or whether it'll be a chainsaw ticket for instance and those sorts of things are all excellent the reason why i believe this to be a really good career for somebody that's got a genuine passion for horticulture we've seen it through this pandemic green spaces bring a lot to not just the people that care and look after them but also everybody else you know the general public so it might be an open space that's open to the general public that you actually end up working in not only do you get the reward of creating space which is pleasant beautiful to be in but also you could possibly be giving that to somebody else even if it is just the owner themselves you know there's a lot of satisfaction through seeing things grow Ruth Bolam. If you're interested in turning a love for gardening into a rewarding job, check out our new Careers in Horticulture pages on the RHS website. It's full of helpful information and video interviews with people working in horticulture. You can find links on our programme page at rhs.org.uk forward slash podcast. One of my favourite things to do as Head of Shows Development is to help select our master growers each year. 
In shows, we select master growers from our regular nursery exhibitors to recognise those that use sound, skillful production methods in growing their stock for display and sale. These nurseries also grow new varieties and use specialist, traditional and modern horticultural techniques to bring their amazing plants to our shows. I'm so excited that Tatton's master grower this year is Plantagogo. They're well known for growing eye-popping displays of colourful hookahs. This Cheshire-based nursery has won an amazing 11 Chelsea gold medals and lots more gold medals besides at all the shows around the UK. Plantagogo always show a wide variety of picture-perfect, robust, well-grown hookahs, tiarellas and hookahrellas and are always introducing new and exciting varieties of plants at our shows. We caught up with the founders, Richard and Vicky Fox, to hear how their love affair with hookahs began. The passion for hookahs started when I was a child, actually. When I was a little girl, I used to pass a farm not far from here, and it had all hookahs all around the drive and all around the house. My dad was a nurseryman as well, and my dad said, I said to him, what are they? And he said, they're hookahs. And I said, oh, they're fantastic. They've got these gorgeous red flowers or pinky red flowers. I said, why aren't we selling them on the nursery? Because he said, they only come in green, they've only got red flowers, and nobody will buy them. (laughs) And so after that, I spent like my lifetime really sort of collecting them, along with Richard. We've we've amassed quite a collection now. quietly between us we've just been collecting as many as we can a medium size average one would be probably 20 inches across 18 20 inches across 10 inches high lots and lots of different uh, leaf colors apart from blue <laughs> we've got red ones orange ones yellow ones lime ones <laughs> brown ones <laughs> purple silver yes all sorts of colours, and they're just amazing. And that is, that's what makes them so fantastic, really, I think. There's so many places you can use them. And the fact that the bees love them as well, the, the tunnels and the nurseries humming with bees when they're all in flower, I mean, that's a wonderful sight. They all flower, every one of them, and uh, they're just amazing, aren't they? Very versatile. Pots, containers, yes. hanging baskets, borders, you can use them pretty much anywhere you fancy. One of the things about them which we like is they are pretty low maintenance, so um, it's easier to say what they don't like. They don't like to be over wet, so reasonable drainage. The only other real sort of thing that people need to know is which ones like the sun and which ones like the shade, so they'll all grow in the shade, but only the darker-leaved ones tend to go in the full sun. So the sort of reds, blacks, orange, purple, silver. The lighter the leaf goes, the more shade they need. Otherwise, they'll scorch and burn. They fill gaps in your garden as well. If you've got a little space in your garden, or a big space in your garden, you can use hookahs to do that. Because we have little tiny ones that are small and petite, and we'll go in little cracks and crevices and in little pots and things just to fill an area. Or you can get one of the big velosa ones, which will take up quite a large area. It's something for someone to put anywhere they want in the garden, as long as it's not waterlogged, of course. And even if you don't want a bright-coloured leaf, we have loads of lovely green leaves that have pretty pink flowers and white flowers. So I think that's what it is, and they go with perennials so well. 
You can use them in your garden. You can give them to friends. You can share them about that way. But they are easy to propagate. They all have loads of crowns coming up. And in the spring, you just take a piece off the side, clean it all up, pop it in a bit of multi-purpose compost, don't overwater it, and away it goes. You can even use them in flower arranging. I mean, you know, what's not to love about that? You can float the leaves, you can put the flowers in vases. There's so many things you can do with them. <laughs> Vicky and Richard Fox. You can see a video filmed at their nursery as part of Tatton Park at home. That brings to a close another RHS online flower show. For links to visit, just head to rhs.org.uk forward slash podcast. Until next time, it's goodbye from me, Catherine Potsides. I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilise the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine, and so much more. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs>